Welcome to the Female Voice, the podcast made by powerful women for powerful women. The podcast show where true voices come alive to show you how you can step into your own magnetic power. Hosted by Kirsten Timmerman. Welcome to a new episode of the Female Voice podcast. Today in the episode, I have a nice conversation, I hope, with Madison. And obviously, we had a brief brief talk before we recorded this episode, but I'm still curious if you want to share a bit of an introduction of who you are or what you want to bring to this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So I am an Aussie that lives in the UK at the moment. Um, and I guess my main purpose and the real reason I'm super excited to be here is to share a bit more about maybe my story. Um, you know, over the last seven years, life has looked very different um, from one year to the next. And I've really recently found my feet in doing more of what I love, being more of who I am um, and really showing up as more of my authentic self. And that's led me to a place of being able to um, become a women's um, health and wellness coach who specializes in more, you know, gut health and hormone health. And that's really been a nice place for me to sort of find my feet and find my way in not only helping myself, but helping others heal themselves in more natural and holistic ways that help them feel more aligned to themselves. So I'm hoping that I can bring a little bit more of that energy to this conversation. Oh, I love that. And I'm curious, for how long have you been in the online entrepreneur space? So I would say I've been in here for about maybe three, three and a half years now, but it hasn't been until the last maybe year that I've really lent in a lot more. I've been online coaching. I got certified as a personal trainer back almost four years ago now. Um, and as soon as I was a personal certified as a personal trainer, I dived right in um, and was working with clients um, in person and online and then stayed online for quite a while. Obviously, then the pandemic broke out, so it was mostly online. Um, but I was doing that um, outside of my nine-to-five corporate job. So I was still working my, you know, everyday job, but then outside of those hours, delving as much as I could into that uh, coaching space. But it wasn't until the pandemic really showed me or made me realize, you know, what do I want to be doing more with my time or with my life? I've got a really big um, pull and a strong pull towards wanting to help others. So I found that, you know, I didn't want to just be sat behind my computer you know, for all these hours working for a company that there's nothing wrong with that, but working for a company that wasn't really in line with me or I wasn't really seeing myself add value to others and other people's lives um, in a certain way. So last year, it really led me to sort of lean into that. And at the start of this year, I dove in a little bit more um, where I sort of was lucky enough to sort of step into a different way of working where I was more consulting. So less of that nine to five, five days a week um, and a little bit more of taking on projects as and when I could or as and when they came up, but then having a lot more time to dive and um, build out more of my online coaching business, which it means, you know, it's only been more of that 2022 year that I really lent into it more, I would say. Before that, it was probably less than half. Um, but it's been a real change. And I think with that comes a lot of growth, as I'm sure you know, you would know and a lot of people out there can know and experience. But I would say it's really been this last year that's led me more to understand more of that entrepreneurial space or understand more of that space where you're going after something that you want to do for yourself outside of maybe what has been cut out for you or what you thought was cut out for you in life. Yeah, I love that you were saying like, in this past two, three years, I've really tried to find my way of doing things that makes me happy. But I also can understand and imagine how it is coming to the online world, being forced in one side into a certain framework and a certain way of doing things or the steps, the ways, the programs that will lead to success. And on the, on the other side, the invitation to, I want to do it my way. How was that dynamic for you? Because what I taste from your experience, it was more of an invitation to find your way doing things your way. 
Yeah, I, I know it can be, it's, it's scary to, to go for that, or that's what, what my experience is. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the way you used invitation because it's so true. And I think what I faced into was more of that space where I could find my feet, but I found myself very quickly switching to what I thought that I should be doing and how I thought that it should be looking and how I thought that it should be playing out and putting so much pressure on myself to have everything sorted and everything working and all the the cogs turning and the machine working super fast and super well versus leaning into that invitation part and letting it, not letting it play out all on its own, obviously putting in the work, but letting things happen in more of a natural way and unfolding as they should versus forcing it in a way that I felt that I needed to go. So you make a really great point in that it was very difficult to navigate. You know, as I stepped into it, I am someone that, you know, I consider myself a lifelong learner. So I'm always diving into a course or absorbing some information like I'm sure you are and a lot of people out there are. Well, there's so much out there for us these days to learn from and and take experience or inspiration from. So I was absorbing all these different materials on how best to do it or how I should be doing it or, you know, how other successful people have done it. And obviously you want to follow someone that leads by example or someone who you think leads by example. But I found myself absorbing so much and feeling paralyzed to take action. Or when I did take action, the perfectionist in me was like, it's not good enough. It's not in the direction that it should be going. It's not getting the returns that it should be it's not gaining the traction that it should be so I found myself you know moving on this journey of kind of pushing myself further and further into the unknown and into the not the unknown in a way that it's growth inducing but the unknown of losing myself in a way and losing what I really stood for or why I wanted to step into this you know losing that sense of no I'm wanting to do this to help other people and getting so wrapped up in but it's not good enough it doesn't look right. It doesn't look how they say it should. Um, so I think the first half of the year was really difficult in trying to navigate that. And the second half of this year, I've really spent time taking that step back and saying, how does it feel good and authentic, but help people like I want to? How can I execute in a way that actually adds value to other people's lives that doesn't feel like it's forced or I'm having to show up in a way that people have to quote unquote show up these days in order to get things done and how can I do it in a way that is kind and supportive and embodies those values that I really want people to feel when they experience me and my coaching experience yeah what I'm just realizing that I think part of I don't think even as an entrepreneur I think like or in life, we learn that we need to do certain things to succeed. It's really the programming. Like we can only do this if we learn about it or have a diploma for it. If we, we can only do that if we did the work, if we have the knowledge, if we have the system correct. So the moment when you have the urge to be in this online space or becoming an entrepreneur, it's the first thing I think we've been conditioned to. I think at okay we need to master the system we need to understand how this work we need to learn how to I think that's where my journey started like okay I want to be this entrepreneur yes I want to help people and I want to make a living out of it okay I need to know how this works and obviously it's important to be aware of um, what leads to connections and then leads to saying yes um to to programs and not in terms of how you attract yes it's it's about how you attract clients but for me it's not about um the rules that lead to clients or or attract people but more it's 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 good to know to have the awareness of how people will come to you, how you can be a conversation starter, etc., etc. But we have been so conditioned to think we need to master it and learn the rules and learn a system. And that's also where these online 
this online space is built upon. And for me, at one point, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm done with this forcing and putting myself into into making a program like that, doing a tr- uh, my content like that, doing lives like that, doing masterclass like that. I'm almost like done. And if you look on Instagram nowadays, it is so much different from that days where everybody thought they need to 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 put things out there to have a super valuable content that was more about learning and teaching and now the online space is shifting to experimenting based value but still mm-hmm. it's not always easy to let go of the program and the conditioning that runs in the back of our minds how it is supposed to be. And I still see that in this online world that is changing into more feminine way of doing business. And still, we have that knowing of, okay, there should be a balance between feminine and masculine. So I create from the feminine and then I put it in a masculine-based container in in the ways to how to um the ways of the steps to and i'm like that's more of the same <laughs> yes we need to have a dynamic between feminine and masculine but for me it's so much more important to find your authentic way of being in that and not always creating more systems but creating transformations that are helpful for all different kinds of people absolutely absolutely there's so much power in that and that for all different people I think is the key there you know allowing that space for it to be open for not just us but for others yeah yeah that's I think it's important to to come to more of that but still, for me, it's the same. I have that conditioning in my head of how it should be or the algorithm that doesn't really is favorable to doing it your way because it's still conditioned us to be harmonized beings that are consistent, do certain content types that force us to have quote-unquote successful business because if you make reels, that's good for the algorithm. If you do that, now it's that is good for the algorithm. So even the systems we use in our business forces us to be harmonized instead of, hey, this is me, this is my way, and I will show you that. And if you are curious, come into my world and see what it can bring to you. How is that? Absolutely. How is that for you? That is so powerful. And honestly, I think as you were saying that, it makes so much sense. And it's something that obviously, you know, I felt too where it's you want to be yourself. You want to present and show up in a way that feels best for you and most authentic for you. But it doesn't fit in the cookie cutter mold that we're supposed to be fitting in. And I think it's not just, you know, obviously social media for us at the moment, it's very prominent because we're all female entrepreneurs wanting to really sort of, um, you know, pave our own pathway. But when you take that step back, It's life, isn't it? There's In life, we're conditioned to think that we need to live our life a certain way, be a certain type of human, live a certain lifestyle, grow up and and make something of ourselves in a certain way that's meaningful to people or a certain someone that's created that and carved that out for us. It's not necessarily something that we have drawn a blank canvas and picked out what it is that we want to, to, you know, move towards. And so it's one of those things where it comes down to us needing to peel back the layers and understand, you know, what are those things that keep us stuck and why do they keep us stuck? Is it because we feel that it's a boundary that we can't move beyond because someone's imposed that on us? Or is it continued to be a self-made boundary that, yeah, maybe it was put out there, but we're keeping ourselves contained to that because we think that we can't be happy or successful or any other version of ourselves if we're outside of that boundary and it's almost that awareness of okay we are aware that it exists now what 
and asking that question with kindness and love to ourselves of now what? What do I want? How do I want to feel? What would be so bad if I bent beyond that boundary? You know, obviously we're talking about bending beyond boundaries in a safe way. You're not putting ourselves at risk, but it's almost for even if we take it into the business sense, what would be so bad in showing up in a different way than the algorithm promotes? Yes, there would be some, you know, probably negative effects in terms of us, the algorithm not picking us up and maybe showing us in front of different types of people. But maybe that's not a bad thing if it helps us really streamline ourselves into the people that really need us or likewise the people that we want to be presented in front of you know what would be so bad so I think it's that question of and that awareness of coming back to okay what are the boundaries that I've made for myself or that I'm sitting behind at the moment or that I'm letting keep me back and then how can I break through them in a way that feels most authentic and most almost most encouraging and energizing in order to move forward and I think that's something that I've been reflecting on myself and trying to take action from that place of awareness versus feeling like I have no other option but to force it down that pathway oh I really love this and I also really loved how you say that if life would really brings us that blank canvas where we really put the things on that are really good for us as individuals now we are in this collective where this black canvas is kind of blank but the main structures that are already there they're already forced things that we need to navigate through to in terms of what should be expected or how systems are or how um strategies are and it's really coming back to peeling off that layers but that question of what is your boundary and why did you place it there and how can you maybe make other boundaries that benefit you more and energize you more instead of you walking towards that boundary that leads to frustration and lack of energy and forcing and depletion I really yeah it's an amazing question I, I really love that and what I observe myself as well is how important safety is so maybe the most authentic way in business isn't the most safe way for you in this current moment so then again you can force yourself in knowing wise that that's maybe the most authentic way and even then I think that's still so so run by the mind but when we can't get safe in doing that we still deplete ourselves we are still forcing and not getting really where we want it so sometimes it's also okay to take maybe a step that's already more authentic but it's also maybe a little bit um conditioned because that's the safest move you can make in the here and now and obviously it would be better to <laughs> to be safe and authentic but if it's not what you can create right now give yourself the space to come into safety step by step move by move and being okay with that knowing that you are on that journey to discovering and not wasting any time to be in this circle of yeah I need to I need to I need to but I can't I can't I can't but obviously that keeps you in the same spot and that is helping you to really move forward to that most authentic place I think it's very good to be aware of that like and the boundary question is beautiful to to take in and to ask yourself and and help yourself where is that line of maximum maximum safety that you can get for yourself in this current moment I yeah, think absolutely yeah. how much of 
how much are you still impacted by the conditioning of this is how you run a successful business? It's such a great question because it doesn't go away overnight. And just because we're aware of it, it doesn't make it any easier to navigate. And no. I'd say, <laughs> I say, exactly, I still face into it all the time. And I think when you're making decisions, even the small decisions, regardless of whether they're, you know, small in the moment or small, like longer term, small, big, whatever it is, you still feel it. You still have it there. And yes, over time, it gets a little bit easier and you expect that it's going to be there. So you're almost prepared for that discomfort or that feeling of, oh, should I? Am I doing the right thing? But I think it's always going to be there because it's so in our face. I think with us being on social media, for one, I mean, outside social media, it's still very present, but us being on social media, you see it everywhere. Regardless of, you know, whether you've crafted yourself to have a really safe space and a really safe community online, you're still going to see it come through because it's just natural and it's just the way that we have being brought up and conditioned to think that things should run and how things should be. So I still face it all the time, but it's it's just trying to be a little bit more aware each time with every decision that comes up or with every choice that you're you know, going to be making. It's trying to be a little bit more aware of, okay, Am I making this decision because it's something that I really feel passionate about putting out there, whether it's a piece of content or something like that? Do I feel really passionate about it? Or do I feel like I need to be doing it because it's trending right now and that's exactly where I feel like I should be? And so I think that's one of those things that I just start to ask myself more and more um, with each decision and then also more and more with each time that it comes up it to disempower it a little bit more because each time that it does come up it does get a little bit easier to navigate now it, there will be times where you're facing into a bigger decision and then it feels really very difficult because you're like oh no this is a big decision it could have big ramifications what do I do I've seen the way that I should be doing it which is a cookie cutter approach or it's more of a, the conditioning and then I see the way that I want to do it and you're always going to have that friction point mm -hmm. but I think it just comes back to like you were saying before Two things. One, sitting with that. Maybe it feels really unsafe, so wait for a little bit whilst you explore those thoughts. Why does it feel unsafe? You know, can I get to a place of realigning myself to understand, you know, it feels unsafe because it's going against a certain status quo, but it's super aligned to my values, so maybe it starts to feel safer. But then it's also knowing that in order to move forward on a path that really serves you you need to sort of learn to let go of that conditioning and learn to say hey I'm going to take off that piece of armor maybe it's just something small maybe it's just slightly peeling the layer back but I'm still going to move forward regardless and sort of taking it at your own pace you don't have to run with it and be you know completely on a different spectrum to what we think and what we've always been taught things and success and and businesses and systems should look like but it's just inching yourself further along your own canvas so that you're aligned to what it is that you want to be doing and where you want to be and who you're wanting to be helping and what you want to put out in this world versus feeling like you can only do it one certain way. Yeah, like the mind will always be there to try to keep it safe, to try to have control, like the right choices for body-wise, soul-wise, aligned path-wise doesn't always have to be easy at first because oftentimes you stumble on that mind that I noticed that the more aligned the path is sometimes or the decision or the things I need to do, the more the mind is there to like, uh-oh, 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 are you really doing that? So it all comes down to awareness and finding your way through your awareness stream and to your mind trying to control. And it will be there. I, At first, I thought that I would master that, that when I come into alignment and to connect to connection with my body, that, that, that peace in my mind would never be there anymore. <laughs> Nowadays, I'm like, Why have I ever thought that in one certain point when I was totally connected that 
that beautiful thing in my hand would just be quiet. Like, no, <laughs> no, it didn't. It doesn't work like that. And it will never work like that because as a being, we have this beauty of the mind. It's just the learning how you can not always fall into it, not ha- giving it control, but give it the role that it really can have for yourself. It can be so something beautiful, but in the beginning of finding who you are, connecting with who you are, connecting with how you want to do it, creating everything, it can be such an irritated thing that you so badly want to get rid of. But if you honor it and put it in the right role, it can be so much easier. But still, it will be there. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's one of those things that always stays. It's never never quite gone. It can be quieter. And like you said, you can almost like turn that volume dial down a little bit. But even in your most aligned state, it will still be there. And it's it's just how you choose to face into that. Because I think... I know that you've been doing so much work on this and it's almost like what are your main things that you go back to when it comes to your mind is full of thoughts or or trying to push you in different directions and it's almost like how do you rebalance yourself and sort of step back into know how do you realign with your most authentic self? Beautiful question. I think it's super important to become aware that this is a practice that when you had have had had life where the mind was like 99% controlling your life don't expect that with one thing you can master it completely it often costs me energy to connect with myself i think being aware that the mind try to run the show and like breathe into the body will help you gain the control back that the mind is trying to get. And sometimes it looks like sitting down and taking a breath. Sometimes it's grabbing my journal and writing things out. Sometimes it's moving around. Sometimes it's going into distraction mode watching a movie, watching a series, just not to face my mind for once. Just like, okay, I'm done fighting. I know I can maybe choose a better way to come out of fight mode and into being mode. But sometimes that step is too big. I'm like, okay, I don't have the energy or the maybe the willingness to do that so for me then it's like okay I'm going to watch a series now and oftentimes I will by that I'm coming into my body I'm coming into relaxation I'm coming into breathing and the mind wanders around and after that it's so much more easier to connect but for me it all comes down to being able to come into awareness mode that knowing that the mind tried to run the show and like cut it off. But by doing that, it's important to become safe into your body. And I know myself, it took me quite some time to being able to find safety within. So I know it's a practice. And when you allow yourself to be the practice, like at first, sometimes it cost me hours to step out the mind game and coming into the body. I'm like, yeah, uh, but I had done this uh, in an hour. It would be way better. But okay, I did it in four or five hours. I eventually did it. And accepting that, that it's okay. Sometimes people say like, yeah, reward yourself or put an applause to yourself. Like, like you did a good job. Sometimes that was also too big of a step for myself. So coming to acceptance that, okay, this is what I did it, that I did this time. It cost me five hours, but I did it. Okay, neutral. I try 
to do four hours, 50 minutes next time or three hours, 50 minutes, like giving myself the space and allowance to come back into the body. And for me, it was a practice and sometimes it still is, but I'm coming to a space where I'm really good in observing the mind game. I'm not always as good as making a move by that from the body, but I'm very aware that I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. And sometimes I'm just okay by walking with the mind, but I notice the more I accept that and allow that, the easier it becomes to come back into the body and finding safety. And what also worked for me is I need to peel off so many layers like so many trauma pieces that I really let go and by letting them go and going into the trauma I came more into my body it's not always some things you need to do sometimes it's more of letting go and things that don't belong going to the trauma facing it observing it feeling it helps you to come into the body so it's not always okay the more i practice it the more i'm doing the connection work the better it gets mm -hmm. i practice it a lot but when i released things that prevent me from connecting to myself it became so much easier so i don't have like one answer because for every part of the day I have things or like okay I'm going to try this I'm going to try that mm -hmm. sitting still in meditation is often not what helps me like moving but being aware that I move and connect and breathe helps me more than mm -hmm. okay sitting still it's too big of a turning point for me do you have a magical way of coming into safety or connecting with yourself I'm like you I'm still finding it that way but I think you made such a great point there where there was an emphasis on the mind and then an emphasis on the body and they're two very different ways in which you can meet yourself halfway and I think this year I've done a lot of both I've done a lot of I mean for so many years, I was so disconnected from my body. I mean, you know, I was spent last year and the previous two years preparing and competing in bodybuilding shows where you'd think you're very connected to your body. I was so disconnected from my body. It was insane to the point where I had got myself so unwell that my body was forcing me to stop. Like it was pushing back and saying, you cannot do anything anymore because I was so disconnected. So I've spent this year reconnecting and I'm still learning, you know, the cues and to listen to my body, but it's that listening to your body, listening to how your body feels. If you're in a state of maybe a bit more stress because your mind is racing and your mind is taking you to a million different places, but maybe those places only exist in your mind, yet your body is feeling like they're real and your body is feeling that stress like it did many years ago when maybe we're now hunter-gatherer days and we were really under stress or we were really in a state of famine. These days our body doesn't know the difference between a stress of a thought that you've decided to entertain that maybe scares you a bit or a deadline at work versus those kind of big stresses that we used to have. And so I think this year it's been about, okay, when my mind is is running crazy or I'm thinking that I should be doing something a specific way and I'm doing it the wrong way, how does it feel in my body? How do I feel? I've noticed that I can feel that buzz and I'm, I know a lot of people tend to feel that buzz from adrenaline or just being in that state of stress and they kind of can't sit still or they're you know, just moving around and it's, okay, how can I quiet that? How can I quiet that, that noise in my head and, and stillness in my body? And how can I then sit back and, and work to calm myself down first and then address what's going on in my mind? Because often what's going on in my mind is just then manifested in the body. And you make a great point around, you know, meditation is not, not something that you've been able to lean into or it's just not your chosen modality. And for me, for so long, it was exactly the same. I was like, I, I can't sit there because one, my mind goes everywhere. And even to this day, meditation is not my number one, but I think more of a walking meditation or walking and listening to something guide me really helps 
And it's more so about that focusing in on one thing versus not focusing in on anything at all. Like we tend to think that meditation, you need to have a free mind. And we sit mm-hmm. there and our mind is going, dotting all over the place and we're going, I can't meditate, I can't meditate, I can't meditate because we've got all these thoughts. But it's more about, for me at least, I find it's more about coming to focus on one thing and focusing on maybe it's listening to someone guide you through even just talking about something. It doesn't have to necessarily be breathing, but just talking through different ways of thinking. Or maybe it's, you know, Joe Dispenza has some great ones where it's like talking about training your mind and focusing your attention when you're a little bit stressed on something else. Something like that that will help you has really helped me. So I think when it comes to things that, you know, when my mindset takes over, I definitely try to really check in with my body more. But then equally, I try to work on my mind in a different way that's a little bit more kind in a way. I find that my mind, based on, you know, preconditioning, likes to think of things that, think of things in ways and making them very fearful or making them very, you know, scary or it feels like it's almost the end of the world if you make the wrong move so in business for us I I can imagine a lot of people feel like if they make this move or make this decision it's going to have a lot of knock-on effects that are going to be negative and you kind of disregard all the potential positives because you're so focused on that that what could happen what could go wrong so I try to think of it in a way of questioning my thoughts and questioning myself and saying okay where is the evidence to support that in a way so if I'm thinking of a negative thought our brain likes to find evidence to support it so even if it is a negative thought and you're I've often found that my mind likes to find these evidence or these these points of reference but then sitting back and almost putting them in a short list and saying but is that actually true is the question so it's you know our mind and our brain wants to find the evidence but then it's questioning that evidence saying is that actually true is is that actually something that is we can stand up and put our hand up and say, yes, it's factual. Or is our mind just trying to create that for us and really trying to make it something bigger than it is? I find that's something that has really helped me try and navigate through things is really questioning those those doubts, those fears. But then also another thing that's been helpful is almost when I steady myself and come back to, okay, come back to that calmer place when I'm thinking in a way that is a little bit more stressful or if I'm thinking and pondering a big decision, whether it's in work or content or anything, it's am I operating from a rational brain or an irrational brain? And is it that I'm thinking more often than not we're coming from an irrational place where it's trying to find that evidence to support that it's going to fail, but it's how can I sit back and say no? Now think of it logically. Think of it when you're in a calmer state and think of it from more of a a rational direction and a rational approach and how does that feel? And I found just trying to pair those two body and mind together and some of those mindset or just thought patterns and trying to review those, it's really helped me sort of come back into me and then realign with, okay, what do I want? Where do I want to go? Where's the direction on my own canvas to sort of steady myself in those moments? Yeah, it's like you mentioned, like it's awareness is so important and allowing yourself to train your awareness, like you mentioned, like you thought with bodybuilding, you were in connection with the body and now you can observe so many different things in your body. Like for me, because of my childhood, I hadn't had any connection with my body, just just experiencing like, oh, hey. I become aware that there's stress in my body or tension or bloating that maybe wants to try myself something is so important to train and recognize for yourself. And a beautiful too that I now think of is I I learned once to when you want to come more into your body observe it like hey maybe my shoulders maybe they feel tense not like saying that tense but like okay they're hard like not putting like actual labels to it in in terms of dense or pain or or those kind of things but up, up, up um trying to describe it is it hard is it soft is it uh, is it does it stings or not like 
that can help yourself to come into the awareness of your body and maybe where it, does it want to release something that the mind wants to take over because there's something in the body help 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 we need to become aware we are in fight freeze or flight mode so because of like you mentioned as well like getting into some of the distraction mode or pointing things out what the mind trying to push through can help you to reconnect and sometimes it's helpful to because like you said as well like in meditation we think we need to have no thoughts but it actually is important to let the thoughts be but then again that's practice so sometimes focusing the thoughts on other things like pointing it out on what the mind's trying to push through or maybe what you're feeling in your body can help you sink in and yet again sometimes it's beneficial if you focus on your breath like the breath and deepening the breath is the most valuable thing to come into ease with our bodies it's a tool we always have in hand but still sometimes if the stress or the unsafety is too much out there that won't help you you can breathe but if it's not intentional you won't get your body into comfort so then again maybe you can like check in with yourself okay hey I feel if I feel in my chest and in my throat and it's hard and it's hard to swallow it can help you come into awareness and come into connection again in a way that can help you in this moment in time sometimes it's 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 okay to be aware of what you can do right now instead of like okay I need to make this mark because again conditioning say says to us we need to be expert and we need to have it like on a 10 and if you don't met that it's not okay you can't get to it like yeah realizing that changed so much in my in my journey yeah definitely has it's been you're right it's been a game changer in mine also and it's one of those things where you just don't think of it until you're kind of forced into that realm of what is another way that I can help myself because I can't keep going on the way that I'm going and it's not until you get to that point where you then have to take matters into your own hand okay find me what works for you we're all individuals what works for one you know another person can take inspiration from but it may not work for for another person and it's just about sort of coming back and saying okay what are the things what are the ways I can explore to support myself a little bit better and you're right it's not about always pushing it's not about always pushing to understand the why and the what sometimes it's about knowing that you need to sit down like you were saying watch a tv show let yourself calm down and restore and and fill your own cup up by just not diving into it, not peeling back the layers, because I feel like anybody that's listening to this podcast, yourself and myself included, we're people that do the work and we're not afraid of doing the work, but sometimes we push ourselves a little too much and it's we need to figure out those moments where we equally just chill out, calm down and allow ourselves to restore by doing things like sitting on the sofa, which more often than not we would feel very guilty for because we feel like we're not doing the work because it's lazy quote unquote or something like that whereas you cannot move forward without taking a little bit of time to rest and more often than not we don't rest so you make a great point around we don't always need to be doing the work to better ourselves sometimes we just need to exist and be and that betters ourselves and moves the needle forward anyway yeah like I think of even scrolling on Instagram can sometimes be quote unquote beneficial if it helps you like it's beautiful you say restores your systems in the now being it's okay like the the there are so many gurus that say you need to do this you need to put your phone away more often you need to be that and if you don't do it it's you can't get to peace or calmness. But yet again, when you allow yourself to find your way 
And again, that evolves over time. You transform so things become easier. You find new ways. You allow yourself to more more things, to more space, to, to other things. But also be okay with how you're doing it now. And I think that's also the most challenging things because there's so many things out there that obviously wants to help you but sometimes are forcing you in states that you can't go into and then again you get even more stuck in the loop that I'm not good enough of course that also helps you grow but sometimes it keeps you stuck as well it took me it took me a long time to allow myself to be me and be in this journey as me and grow the way I want to grow even if that means I want to watch Netflix to restore my system and yet again a professional can say that's not good because it's still stimulating the system yet again (laughs) sometimes like there's always two sides so I really love how you said how 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 you mentioned that as as that allowance allowance to to find your way I really love that I'm curious what's what's still the most stressful thing in your body to be authentic in Ooh. I think for me, there's many moments. I would say there's, there's, you know, the most stressful is probably a hard one to pin down, but I would say the stress for me is still very present in that I'm very much, I would say, you know, I'm similar in that I'm going on that my own journey of, you know, really finding my feet of what's authentic to me. And I'm so much further ahead than I was a month ago, three months ago, 10 months ago. But I would say I'm still not yet content with myself in that I'm embodying myself and showing up authentically every day. And I think there's still that little voice in my head that likes to stress me out and say, should you be doing this? Should you not be? And I think everybody feels that. But I think for me, there's because I denied my most authentic self for so long and I didn't know who she was, I didn't know really what she wanted I thought she I thought I did and I thought that I knew and had it all figured out but really that was just another conditioning of exactly what I thought that I should be doing and who I should be showing up as so I think each day it gets a little bit easier but there's moments where I have a little bit more stress of wow you know I'm trying to show up and I'm trying I'm confident that it's aligned with the person that I want to be and the woman that I am today but that stress factor and that person, I, I like to think of it as almost like that, that person on my shoulder is still very present saying, are you sure? You know, trying to bang down that door and say, you shouldn't do this. So I would say there's probably not a most stressful moment, but there's many stressful moments throughout. And for me, it's just about trying to to navigate that in a way that that allows that stress to be there and be present and be heard, but doesn't allow that stress to take over. Because the more that I allow it to be heard, I can listen in and understand, okay, what the stress and the fear is coming from my body and my mind trying to tell me something because there could be, you know, and there could be a danger, quote unquote, on the other side of that. But what is that? Is it really just that it's the unknown and that that's why this stress factor is coming up because I don't know what it would be like to show up as the real version of me and say what I want and be who I want and, you know, help people how I do. Or is it actually a danger? Which more often than not, it's not. It's just the unknown. So for me, it's just about trying to exercise that awareness as much as I can, when I can, when that stress comes up, but then still trying to take that action, but not in a forced way of, you know, you need to take action, you know, you need to just sort of push through, just doing it in a way that, no, I want to do it. I want to lean into it because this feels appropriate for me. It feels aligned and it feels authentic versus shrinking back and trying to say oh no maybe maybe tomorrow maybe when we feel a little bit more myself 
So I think that's sort of one of the re- the one of the way where main ways it shows up, and I'm trying to rewire it. But I'm curious for you: is there one moment where it's most stressful? Um, I I also want to say thank you for your honesty because I think a lot of people will recognize themselves in this. But I don't think many people are pointing things out. So thank you, Ig. Thank you very much. You, it was very lovely to hear you. So I really hope that many people will recognize in that and find peace. That is it. That this is a part of the journey. That this is a part of this current time. That yes we want to be authentic and yes we still have that voice and still yeah it can feel like a fight and that's how it is currently but the more we allow ourselves to be in this journey the more ease will come and will flow so yeah thank you but for me i think my biggest struggle is energy (laughs) and I can be really stuck in um I don't have energy for it so I can keep myself into this loophole and preventing me from taking action because of I'm lacking energy and then yet again I'm trying to force myself into things I think I need to do because of that's depleting even more of my energy instead of okay hey why do I like energy why what am I afraid of why don't I have I think I have energy for it or why is my body preventing me from stepping into me taking action from me but is quote-unquote saying I don't have energy and that's that's the biggest struggling struggle I experience currently in my business that I'm like oh I'm tired I just I I will relax and when I have the energy then I will do it or I'm forcing myself into things and then and then I can say to myself I told you I don't have energy. I tried. <laughs> it's not working because I'm doing all the things I don't want to do. And now I don't have energy for the things I need to do. And I can keep myself in this cycle of I don't have energy. And I know it's actually a preventing mechanism to take an action. So the biggest struggle for me is like s- surrender to that and find a small thing I can I can do sometimes I make things too big for myself or I know that in the process there are still many steps I need to do and I think like okay when I'm doing I need to do them all instead of okay I'm going to take one step just that one piece and then we will see when the next piece will unroll I think mm-hmm. that's that's the that's my biggest struggle. I think I found ease in putting content out that feels aligned. Oftentimes after that I can be more stressful about oh, what if people don't like it or what if I don't get likes or those kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like really in moving and growing my business, I there's my biggest struggle. Yeah, but also it's a difficult one and I can really understand that because I not only have felt that as well, but I'm sure many people have. But also because we've been so conditioned for so long with that hustle culture of we must do, we must do, we must do, we must do. And I mean, you know, you had such a successful coaching business that for so many years it would have given you that exasperation in a way you were tired you had no energy so now you're trying to build that back up and it's okay but what does that next evolution look like where we're not going you know full pedal foot down on the gas I don't yet think not that I've seen there's enough coaches out there that 
are honest about that, where how they've found their feet in the sense of so many people still operate from the complete hustle and burn themselves out. And it's glorified to work for yourself, work 24-7, work seven days a week, eight days a week, creating new pockets of time that don't exist to just bang out work and content and, you know, get those sales in. People not taking holidays, people not taking time off to spend time with their families, people, you know, whether they've got new kids missing the kids in the evening or the only hours they have with them, whether it's their partners or not even having relationships anymore because they don't have time for it. No one's really talking about how they've shifted from that to still thrive and enjoy their business, but learning to take rest as well. And I think maybe I just haven't seen enough of it yet. I know there's definitely people that are trying to do that. And I mean, yourself and myself are trying to do that, trying to create those healthy boundaries so that we know when when we have moments where we want to give it more and we have moments where we know we need to take a bit more rest. But it's so difficult when we've gone from one end of the spectrum, just go, 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 to then almost burning ourselves out to going to the other end of saying we need, our body needs us to rest, our mind needs us to rest, we don't have any energy left in the tank. And then it's how do you re wire and train yourself to like you were saying find those little things that you can do to take action that move the needle forward that doesn't make us have to go from zero to 100 to get that big task done but work on those little things in the interim so we can not only get that little dopamine hit that reward when we've done those tasks and we're moving that needle forward and we can see that we're making progress but that helps us on those days where our energy is kind of low and maybe it's in our mind, but maybe it's actually also in our body and our energy is truly low. How can we equally honor ourselves in those moments, but then also feed that part of us that really wants to, to move the needle forward in a way that's really healthy and like we've been saying, authentic to ourselves. So you're not wrong in that. I feel like there's so many of us that face that and maybe it's the new wave of us as coaches that need to really figure out what that looks like for us and then share that experience so that a little bit more talk about the different ways in which people can do that and that they can look and wear different hats so that we don't feel like we're quote unquote lazy when we don't have energy and we don't take action and then we kind of get into that negative feedback loop with ourselves of saying you're not taking action so you're not getting things done so what's wrong with you yeah yeah Beautiful said. I think that's like the negative part of being in this online world when we can consume 24-7, where people are out there 24-7, where in one hand, you know you need to rest, and on the other hand, you kind of feel the forest in being out there. I still have the the voice in my head that once a coach from Light said, you can only be a leader if you are here consistent for your for your audience I'm like yeah okay but if it's forced how healthy do I show up it's really from that trauma response I I'm here but you consuming then from a trauma response so it isn't healthy at all but I think it's it's challenging in this current time in this current again algorithm that it's I think it's always finding the ways but currently it's the least favorable to being yourself so we have the system that is forcing us in 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 being out there all the time we have the examples that force us all the time the 24 7 consumption that forces all the time and then yet again it's challenging to come back to yourself and feel like okay is my body really tired is it my mind that makes my being really tired? Is it the thinking of, am I tired and I need to show up makes me tired? Or do I maybe willing to take action? Or is that force? And yet again, it's like, for me, it's sometimes like, I want to take aligned action. I really want to respond from my being. And... um taking the action but I also realized that sometimes that natural response can be there because I'm blocked because I'm conditioned because I'm I have this program running in my mind so sometimes 
it is really finding my way to come into that small action and feeling in and like okay hey I, I I notice like for me writing content it's something that or it needs to come through me and I write it out and I go for it or I find out that when I journal for myself and getting my thoughts out um, exploring how things work for me then I'm like oh hey this is something I can use as content. So I know that, okay, maybe if I want to get content out or, yeah, when I want to because I want to inspire people, I know that I can help myself in a neutral, not forcing way to journal. It doesn't always lead to creating content and I'm fine with that. I'm accepting that. But finding ways where you allow yourself to come into creation mode or safety mode and pave the way. And like you mentioned, it's a, it's a big challenge. There aren't many people that are 100 100% neutral and authentic because I think we all are aware of programming of systems of our bank accounts um, and I think that's also okay but that's also making it challenging to 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 move further and like for the for the energy it's like okay when I'm tired and I'm really tired I first take a nap and often I'm like um it's 10 o'clock and now I'm taking already a nap I just woke up like okay I'm going to do it if that's what I need and I help myself to be out there to fulfill my desires in life in impact that's what I'm going to do first. And then I will see what unfolds. And most of the times when I really am okay with not doing anything, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to do this. I want to create this. Yeah. But coming into that surrender mode, it took practice and still is practice. And still the programming of doing enough during the day is very much alive even though I am really okay with doing nothing I also observe the thoughts like okay I did the wash but I didn't do anything for my business today so I'm not good enough mm -hmm. and yet I think we really being forced to face that fears that condition I think the deep longing in every being to being themselves, making money just as themselves, create what they want to create and monetize it. I think we we desire that all of us. That desire is so real. And yet again, it's easy and it's not. <laughs> it's challenging yeah. and it's not. It's flowing yeah. and it's not. <laughs> and that's the journey. It really is, isn't it? It is a journey. You're so right in everything you just said. Yeah. I'm curious. I think we have made a beautiful creation for people to listen to. And I really liked this conversation. But to wrap it up, I'm really curious what you have like a little snugget, a little quote, a little last worth that you want to give the listener to close off this beautiful conversation mm. I would say one thing I've really tried to anchor back into especially this year has been the quote that says you're not ahead you're not behind you're exactly where you need to be and just holding on to that in those moments and just knowing that where you are right now it may not be where you want to be but you're not where you were and you're growing in exactly where you are. And if we can just remember that in the struggle, in the good, in the bad, you're inching yourself forward and that's all that matters. I love that. What are you doing when you are mind trying to overrule this belief or this 
affirmation or this truth? I think I really try to just still myself and take that reflection of where I was and where I have been in the past and really looking at where I'm at and where my mind wants to say, but you're not, you're not where you should be. You're not, or you're not where I want you to be. It's remembering that I've learned so much and we've all learned so much on our journey, even if we don't recognize it in the moment that has brought us to exactly where we are. So taking a couple of deep breaths and reflecting and if I need to journal as a reflection piece on how far I've come or the things that I've achieved or the person I was a year ago versus the person I am today, it helps to still me a little bit and just remind me of all that matters is where I am right now. I can't control the future. I've done what I could in the past and where I am right now is all that matters. Love that. Thank you. And for the listeners, if they are curious of what you do, what you maybe can bring to their life, where can they find you? Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at Madison Brunetti. Um, or you can also find me at my website, theevolvedcollective.com, or even on YouTube. And that's just if you search in the search bar, Madison Brunetti, you'll find me. Cool. Thank you so much, Madison, for this beautiful conversation. I really loved it. Thank you for your honesty. I, I'm inspired by it. <laughs> so thank you. And thank you. And thank you for creating the safe space. I think you're right. This is a very powerful conversation. I mean, I already learned so much from you as well. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the Vimo Voice podcast. If you have any questions or you want to step more into your true magnetic power, please become a member of the free Vimo Voice Facebook group where you can find more tips and valuable content to help you activate and monetize your voice. Or if you have found this podcast episode valuable, please give it a shout out or share it with your friends, family or people you know who can benefit from it. Thank you so much in advance. If there's any link mentioned in the episode, you can always find it in the show notes. I hope to see you next time. Bye for now.